0: This podcast deals with adult content, such as extreme themes of graphic nature, which could be difficult for sensitive listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hi, good morning. We're recording in the
0: morning. Which is, uh, not, it's, I think it happens about once a month. Yeah, yeah. On average, but today is not a good day. I'm feeling
1: quite good about today. It's going <laughs> to be, you. it's going to be 30 plus degrees. I'm going for a. I'm going to go to Dean's, and we're going to have a barbecue, I'm going to have frozen cocktails, and I cannot fucking wait.
0: Oh, That sounds nice. Yes.
1: Whereas you seem to have to run around like a complete blue-ass fly.
0: <laughs> every, every Saturday, it never fails. Got to rush my daughter to her dance class, and then Mr. P wants to finish off the garden, so I have yeah. to go into Croydon and have to do all that shit there. Um, And he wants me to go to the CEX to see if we can find some old seasons of Frasier. (laughs) And my daughter wants some Barbie movies. And (laughs) I'm just like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Never mind the fact I still need to drop my monthly and my my bullet journal. I haven't done any of that yet. Well, the thing is, also, I can't do it yet because I was like, fuck to shit. I am not writing out a small calendar and i found some stamps on amazon oh for, nice like, for uh, the month every month so you've got like yeah, starts yeah. on monday starts on tuesday i'm like fuck yes and i've even seen them on videos and it was only like five pounds so i was like yes oh, really next good. day delivery is coming today so essentially i can't start it until either later today or tomorrow yeah so it's kind of helpful But also, I don't know, just this morning's making me crabby. (laughs) Oh, so, you know, I said I could hear
1: music. Oh, yes. Was it actually a live band? It was a live band. It was like a ska band. I'm not really into ska music.
0: (laughs) but I'm sorry. It was no doubt not available.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They were shit. And it was all I could hear. And at first I thought it was like my neighbors, like... Yeah, having a party or something and then i realized it was a band and i went on facebook and they're like oh it's like some scooter rally thing up the road i'm like (laughs) oh what what the fuck is wrong with people oh
0: that's irritating
1: i nearly did a backflip when i heard the guy go oh this is going to be our last song of the evening i was like thank fucking christ (laughs) what time was that It wasn't all that late, actually. it's about quarter past ten. So I know I'm an old lady, but it's not the point. It's, like, ridiculously hot. I have to have my window open, and you're playing
0: that shit. Just stop it. (laughs) No offense to people who enjoy ska. No,
1: no, no. No, I've got no issue with ska music. I've got issue with bad ska music.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't um, appreciate that either. <laughs> How
1: annoying! God, but anyway, this is murder on our mind. Shit! Oh my god! Usual. Hi!
0: Did we say your names?
1: Uh, we didn't. No, I'm Claire. Hi. I'm-, <laughs> I'm Angela. Oh my god! We're backsliding, as per usual. Oh. When we you when we tried to record this on Thursday night, we were so on our game and so like intro from the start, and now
0: and then what after like five minutes it just cut off. And yeah, I was like, are you serious? It's ridiculous.
1: Such a ball egg. Eh? But we're here and we're successful and I'm still trying to get Dean to bring me a McDonald's breakfast.
0: I haven't even had coffee. I haven't had a tea. I've got a wee bit of water on my side. Not okay. good enough. We need to do survivor murder.
1: Yes, we do. And we're on survive or are we on murder?
0: I think it's survive.
1: I think it's survive. Mm. Hmm, okay, you can go first this week, because I went first last time.
0: Oh, talk about throwing me in the deep end. I literally (laughs) just remembered we needed to do that, and I can't think of anything. Every time. It's been a good week. Oh, I know. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so, do you remember me telling you about the guy who nearly crashed his DPD vehicle? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was awkward as fuck, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what Claire's laughing about is I I don't think I even told her the whole story. I told Mr. P the whole story. Oh, God. Essentially. (laughs) So it was on Wednesday, and I was just crossing the road early to get to my kids' school because I had this kind of like a class just to help support um, Mm. parents who have children who have issues. Yeah. My son has autism, and these classes are for them. Although, I'll be honest, everything they're telling me I knew already. Yeah, yeah. Sounds it's about just, right. But it's just nice. So I'm just crossing. It was about one. Yeah, about one. And I'm crossing the road. And there's this DPD vehicle, like, on the other side of the road. So I'm near the middle of this road. And he's on the far end of the other one. And he starts crossing. And I'm not even kidding. I can feel this vehicle slow down from the mm. speed he'd come at. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, he's trying to come into this road where I was because I have to cross into a road. Yeah. And he <laughs> slows down and I move to the side and I turn around to see where the car is. Or rather, I turn my head to see where this van is. Yeah. And he's there. His head stuck out the window. His mouth just
1: <laughs> <gave> <laughs> falling down.
0: <laughs> and you can see him getting slower and slower. And of course... That's starting to freak me out. Because I'm like, oh my yeah. God, is he going to oh, turn his vehicle in to come after me? He might bundle me? you in the back of the fucking van. But that's it. And this, it, I'll be honest, it wouldn't be the first time a driver has stopped and pulled into a car, into a, a road to talk. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what? I'm going to tell you people straight out. Don't do that. It makes the women feel very unsafe.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's awful.
0: Um, and I happened to be where I wasn't wearing heels, but I was wearing wedges. And it was made of some elastic bullshit. So it's very easy to fall off. Yeah. One twist of the foot by accident. If you like, step on a pedal the wrong way, yeah. it's gonna, you're going to fall and it's going to come off. Yeah. They're cute. But
1: not practical. Just, exactly. Yeah.
0: In the end, thankfully, he didn't stop. He did try, stick his head out all the way out. To the point when he finally looked back, he almost caused an accident.
1: <laughs> but
0: if he was to come in and try to slow his vehicle to get to this way, I would have have to call, I don't know, some emergency services, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe even throw my shoes at him and oh. run away. <laughs> Actually I know somebody who lives in the area right no. off of that road. So maybe I'd run to her place. Yeah. But basically survive, know your surroundings and Absolutely. figure out what you would do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's, that's for me. Sure. Yeah. I uh, I'm struggling. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to think how how i was fun although actually what i will say is that i was in london on thursday all day and by god i think i had enough in my bag to actually kill somebody if they had attacked me oh you but had I, a lot of stuff eh? if i could have got a swing on that thing around somebody's head i'd have probably been done for murder i mean i'd have had to find the shoulder power to do it which is a slight struggle at the moment but
0: okay well yeah. well here yeah, well that's perfect. What if you were mugged? Or well, held at gunpoint to hand over your shit? I mean, to be fair,
1: I would have probably <laughs> I'd probably say, "Well, this is a welcome relief. Take
0: it. I don't have to carry it anymore." <laughs> Take the damn thing, I'll claim it It's fine If you you need
1: Three notebooks And a purse full of receipts Then you take them Because you're going to be sorely fucking disappointed When when you look inside In fact, he'll probably dump it on the street Two minutes up the road Like,
0: fucking bitch Maybe he'll run back to you I don't want this shit I think he probably would Take it, man. <laughs> this is a really pretty
1: notebook, but there's one page left in it. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what oh, made this for? <laughs> he would have taken my Moody pens though and that would have been really heartbreaking. So, yeah,
0: but on the plus side, they're cheap and yes, plentiful.
1: Yes, this is true. And if throwing the handbag in one fell swoop wouldn't have worked, I could have just taken everything out and used it as multiple ammunition. Oh yeah. That's, that's something. True. You know, so maybe that's, that's how I would have survived. At if the same did. time, possibly there was huge gusts of winds. My dress kept blowing up. That would have been enough to terrify anybody <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> God, <on>, run away. <laughs> I had leggings under my dress. Well, I... oh, right, so... I was getting, I wore the dress the other day and I was getting massive chub rub. So I was like, fuck it, I'm cutting off a pair of leggings and I'm going to make like cycling shorts for want of a better word out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I do that so all the time. All anybody would have seen was just these really badly cut off <laughs> new look leggings under my dress. <laughs> 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 See, that's when you need to buy Primark leggings because it's half yes. the price. Yeah, I know. Well, to cut them up would have made, what I'd def- that said, I might just buy some. Cycling shorts soon for but that can, exact reason.
0: You can buy leggings, um, the short ones, yes. short shorts, yes. um, from Primark. It's two fifty. But if you buy leggings and cut them up, it's only one pound eighty. Oh really? Oh fuck yeah! Hell.
1: Right, well I'll do that then. There you go. There so you go. Murder on a minds here for all your thrifty needs. <laughs> Recognising the chub rub issues. <laughs> Fuck's sake! But yeah, so. I think multiple reasons to survive. In fairness, and also my resting bitch face in London is enough to not make people approach me. Full stop.
0: Oh yeah, you look like maybe you'll mug them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: everybody else looks mean. If you can train your face to look meaner, you, you might be all right.
0: <laughs> it's true, you will survive if you have resting bitch face.
1: <laughs> oh god, you heard
0: it here first. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't want to put that bold claim out there
0: just in case. <laughs> Do not quote us on that. Do yeah, not take do us not, to
1: court. Yeah, don't sue us because a we've I've got nothing except a really shitty laptop that's on its last legs and a purse full of receipts, as I've just explained.
0: You've got more than I do. I've got a laptop that just is shite, and my purse is empty. So,
1: <laughs> oh well, there we go. So, so come to me for all your
0: three-year-old receipt needs. Exactly. You see now, if it's anything that's. At least recent, they could claim it back on their taxes. So. Oh, that's true. Mm. Damn it. Should we get into it? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I'm excited. So, you don't know what this is. No, I have no, I have no idea. As you sit down on its white, sunny beaches, the warm and bright blue water from the sea laps around your toes. As you bask in the delicious rays of the sun, you can hear the soft, melodic tone of the nearby palm trees rustling against the breeze. caresses your golden skin it is a tropical paradise and it's no wonder Mauritius is a favorite amongst honeymooners however it's not all cocktails and sleepy days lounging on the beach Mauritius's crime rate seems to be going up especially with drug related crimes whilst the threat level currently remains at level one indicating that travelers should exercise normal precautions There are some major instances that might give one pause for concern. In the 2019 Crime and Safety Report, various major crimes and nonviolent offenses occurred to tourists within the island. Most criminal activity directed against foreigners is nonviolent. However, within the report, they state foreigners are not specific targets for criminal activity, but may become targets of opportunity. Crimes are predominantly motivated by economics, such as pickpocking, purse snatching, and thefts, and often occur in crowded outdoor shopping areas, as well as near ATMs. The report also mentions to remain alert for petty scams by street vendors and inflated tourist prices in markets. Mm. However, the report also touched on the following major crimes to tourists in 2018. July Two males armed with machetes attacked a French couple at night along Royal Road in Granby. Oh, good grief. The husband received injuries during the assault, in which the perpetrator stole a handbag containing personal effects and a few books. (laughs) And a purse full of receipts. (laughs) 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 Sorry. (laughs) Police arrested suspects who confessed to the crime within a week. July. Three armed thieves attacked and robbed four French tourists in a bungalow at Paribas Beach. The thieves forced the tourists to hand over approximately 8,800 euros in cash, injuring two of the tourists in the process. The thieves fled and the tourists rent a car. Police arrested the thieves later that week, but the money was never recovered. October, police found the body of an Indian expatriate at St. Felix in the south of Mauritius. His neck had been slashed and his body partially burned. A police investigation discovered that the victim had been having an affair with a married woman and the husband had committed the crime. It's awful because I'm sitting here like, just don't expect this shit to happen. But here's the thing, like, especially with the petty scams by the street vendors, the inflated tourist prices, this is well known within the community. It's not. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and I will touch on that a bit more later because of something that happens and I'm telling you, everybody knows this shit. This is not like a surprise. Now, getting to the nitty-gritty. The report also Mm. states, Hotel room thefts can occur. Residential break-ins occur with some frequency, but most burglars are keen to avoid confrontation. Break-ins do not typically involve violence, though some burglars have brandished weapons, such as knives and machetes, when confronted. Going back a few years, the 2012 crime report is ridiculously sparse. And makes no mention of major crimes. It does briefly touch on tourist crimes, however, most appallingly, it only states, "Hotel beaches are public by law, but are accessed mainly by guests." When mentioning anything relating to tourists and hotels, and completely disregarding a major crime that not only made international news but shocked our nation with his personal connection, this major crime occurred in January 2011. And it is the murder of Michaela McAreevy. Ooh. There is no report for 2011 nor 2013. Now, I'd be surprised if you don't know this one. I, I, or at least I mean, the circumstances.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I, I really think I'm not going to know anything.
0: Oh, and I forgot to mention, mm. this was actually requested by Mr. P. Oh, yay. For those who don't know or you don't remember, Mr. P is from Mauritius. He was born and raised there oh this is oh i'm 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 glad he's getting into it finally mm-hmm. i was like <laughs> the thing is the whole past two weeks i was like oh i don't want to do mine i'm just <laughs> so procrastinating and then i told him that he goes well why don't you do something else he's like yeah but did you know i'm not really interested in them at the moment he goes well why yeah. don't you talk about the murder that happened in 2011 in mauritius and i'm like what <laughs> and he told me a little bit about it. He's like, I don't know anything, really. It was his parents yeah. who brought it to his attention. Because they're, they're still in right? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. And then reading this case, I'm livid. And oh, it speaks I'm... volumes about shit that I already knew about merchants. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to it. All Dean does is, like, I ask him what, who I should do, and he goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 it's like you're into this shit and you're not even helping me, you selfish bastard. But that's
0: it. Mr. P is not <laughs> into it. So the fact yeah. he's like, oh, I've got something for you. And me retelling it to him, he, even though he knows how the merchants government is, how the police yeah. are, how shit is in even his mouth was dropping. Oh, yay. That's good. So uh, getting into it. Yes. Michaela McAreevy, born Michaela Hart was the only daughter of seven children and was loved by her parents and adored by her brothers. She was the daughter of Tyrone's multiple All-Ireland senior football championship-winning Gaelic football manager, Mickey Hart, whom is known as the greatest Gaelic football coaches of all time. GAA President Chrissy Cooney said, "Michaela was a familiar face to so many GAA followers up and down the country. Having been at the father's side through what has been the most memorable period in the history of GAA in Tyrone, he also noted she was a much beloved icon to the, co- to the country. Michaela was raised Roman Catholic and was a pioneer. A pioneer is a pioneer total abstinence association of the Sacred Heart, which they while not prohibiting alcohol, requires the members complete abstinence from alcoholic drinks. Oh, wow. The 27-year-old was an Irish and religion teacher at St. Patrick's Academy, Dunganen, where she also ran the Pioneer Club, encouraging the young adults to abstain from alcohol, as she did. In 2015, while she attended university, she met John Macarivi. John said, It was love at first sight, and we were pretty inseparable since then. He went on to explain how the couple bought a house which they rented before planning to move in together after they were married. Uh. After a few years together, John proposed to Michaela on on December 30th, 2010. The pair were married at Saint Malachi's in McElroy, County Tyrone. During the planning stage, the two decided on a three-week honeymoon, first stopping in Dubai. Michaela booked a five-star hotel where they raced each other to the front to inquire on a larger suite. Uh. They were accommodated and were immediately upgraded. Nice. They stayed for nine days before embarking on their most anticipated part of their honeymoon, the Legends Hotel, which is now rebranded as the Lux Hotel. Okay. It's a five-star hotel in Mauritius. There, they would stay two whole weeks.
1: List, supposedly although clearly this is not otherwise you wouldn't be telling me
0: well here's the thing <laughs> i know this resort it right. is gorgeous and when you yeah. say five star it's honestly i would legitimately think it's more than five star it's it's the type of resort you see on all those postcards and you're like oh god, yeah, yeah. that is the resort you want to go honestly the resorts in mauritius are just they're second to none they're fin- oh, honestly yeah. fantastic yeah, yeah. I'm desperate
1: to be on what in one of those places at some point in my life, you know. Same like with like one of those huts that's out over the sea and, Oh, but that's
0: Bali, oh, isn't it? I don't know. Well Probably I'll so, take anywhere. It's certain that's Bali and that's one of the reasons why I want to go to Bali.
1: I'm desperate to go to Bali and I should have been going this year, but I'm not. We won't talk about that.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so on January tenth, twenty eleven, they arrived at the hotel and just like Dubai, the pair raced each other to the front desk where Michaela would inquire about a possible accommodation upgrade. Mm. People who do that annoy me, but I don't blame them. Why? If there's free space?
1: Yeah, I just, I, maybe it's, maybe it's my terrible British ways. which feel like it's rude. <laughs>
0: I, you know what, honestly, I have no problem with it, personally. If you're going to pay the extra, what do I give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah, true. As there was still space, the two were granted an upgrade, and they headed towards the honeymoon suite section of the resort, key card in hand, to room 1025. Dropping off their property, they headed towards the resort's poolside restaurant, the Banyan, and enjoyed a lunch of chicken curry while basking in the beautiful sun's rays during a wildly hot summer Watching the plas- passing clouds go by. I'm picturing
1: myself there.
0: Well, there's <sighs> because I've done this in Mauritius, I'm, I'm there. I'm actually there.
1: <laughs> Damn you. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, from my Oxfordshire home, I will imagine I'm <laughs> on a Mauritian Beach. It's hot enough outside, it's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After they finished their lunch, John and Michaela ordered tea for afters, and Michaela headed back to the room. To grab some and biscuits to enjoy with her tea now i'm not sure why but the type of snacks she reported to be reaching for are two different things many reports state she was looking for her rich tea biscuits however court documents say that john mentioned she wanted to grab some kit kats which she had seen in the mini fridge love a kit kat but this is the thing i don't know why um this particular item is such an important thing to make sure it's out there like it's specific brand rich tea Or Kit Kat. Now, it could be of little value. uh, However, it could also be a clue that's been ignored. This is my thinking. Okay, Okay. interesting. Now, Michaela walked the 150 steps to her room. And according to the timeline through the key card system, entered the room at 2.45 p.m. Meanwhile, John patiently waited at the table. Eventually, John would get impatient and would go in search of his bride, but heading towards the room. Having left his key card in the room, with Michaela having the only other one available, he looked through the windows to see if he could locate her. Failing to do so, he ventured to the front desk and asked to be let in. An employee of the hotel joined John back to the honeymoon suite, and the bellboy opened the door for him. However, upon entering, he could not see Michaela. Hearing the trickling water, John entered the bathroom, And just half an hour after watching his bride walk away happily, he discovered her lifeless body tossed in the bathtub with the mixer still flowing. Oh, shit. This is ringing bells, but very vaguely. Yeah, and it should. Rushing to her side, John felt for a heartbeat and feeling nothing, he tried in vain to perform CPR. Michaela would be pronounced dead shortly thereafter.
1: Oh, how awful.
0: On their honeymoon. Ugh. On the honeymoon. This, this is the part that really breaks my heart. Yeah, it's awful. John was held in custody by police for hours under the suspicion of murder. During this time, police officers openly mocked John. One even going as far as saying, why are you crying? You were young. Oh my God. You will get another wife. <gasps> Can you imagine being so heartless? Oh, my God. I would want to punch them in the
1: face and then I'd land myself in prison. Here's the thing.
0: I told Mr. P that and his mouth dropped and he went, actually, you know what? I'm not surprised. The police there, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're a fucking joke. We we actually know some people who are police officers. Some of Mr. P's school friends, old neighbors, whatever, they're police officers. And even they say the police force is a joke. Obviously, I'm not. Wow. I'm not naming names. Yeah, yeah. But it's common knowledge. They are mm, okay. I I, 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 can't say anymore because <laughs> you will find out more in this story. Okay, I
1: feel like I'm gonna get really mad. Oh, you will get more than mad.
0: You will be oh, as Moira from Love Island said. You will be raging. <laughs> So police only released John from custody after the manager of the hotel shed some light on the situation. He explained that their master key had been stolen and used just minutes before Michaela entered the room. With this information, police then believed it to be a security officer of the hotel, meaning it was an inside job. Right, okay. With John released, the Mauritian police rushed to make arrests with more confidence and then they should, as basic checks went ignored. Here is the timeline as it stands. 2.42. The stolen keycard was used to access the room. 2.44. Michaela entered the room, interrupting what is believed to have been a robbery. So at this point, speculation suggests that the intruder had hidden in the bathroom, and it is specified to be the toilet area. Right. Now, something you may not know is in Mauritius, it's common for the toilets to be cordoned off. Okay. But from the bathroom itself. So you have the bathroom area and the toilet has a separate door. Okay. Yep. So imagine he's in there. If you enter the bathroom, you will not see him because the door is closed. So with that box off, this will allow for privacy, which, you know, simultaneously can be used by another occupant. Yeah, It's also common practice for hotels and actual lo- local housing for citizens of the country. This very normal. Uh, right. Honestly, when we've had Mauritian family come over here and they've wondered why it's not separated. It's just oh, normal really? life. Yeah, it's just normal See, life. Here,
1: it depends on the house. Very true, because I've been yeah. in a
0: flat which had it separated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Although, wouldn't that be lovely? So at least you can have a bath and somebody's not banging on the door rushing you to get out because they need to use the toilet. But
0: that's it. So now this toilet has a door which blocks out the rest of the room when in use. With the belief that the intruder had actually entered the toilet room and closed the door behind him, he would be hidden and easily could slip out once the occupant had, had left. Yeah. So now why is this important? Well, think about it this way. Any other employee might have a valid reason for being in there. If it was a cleaner, simple. Yeah. You know, he was there to clean up and don't worry, he'll be done in a few minutes or, oh, he's just yep. on his way out. Yeah. The very fact that the master key went missing from security room points to it being a security guard. Mm. Now, back to the speculation, whom they believe is a security guard hidden in the toilet. They also believe that for whatever reason... When Michaela entered the room to grab some biscuits, she decided to use the toilet herself. Now, it's also believed, of course, at this point, she caught the man and possibly ran for it. Right. Now, forensic points to Michaela having been badly bruised by being strangled from behind. Oh, wow. And then, of course, as we know already, she was placed in the bathtub afterwards. Yeah. Now, with this timeline at 3 5, John Macareevy heads to the room but spots nothing out of the ordinary. Without yeah. access to the key card, he hits the reception and asking for help eventually heads back. Now the clocks note that at 3.26, the two entered the room where they spotted his bride floating in the tub. It doesn't get any less horrible no. to, <laughs> to so, think about. Now if you remember, that was January 10th. Yeah. By the 12th of January, Four male Mauritian employees of the hotel were later arrested for the murder. Oh wow, okay. Avinas Trebehuun, thirty, and he was attendant at the hotel, and Sandeep Monier, forty two, who was the floor supervisor, and Raj Thekoy, I don't know the name of the fourth person. Seems like an awful lot of people
1: for one strangulation. You'll
0: see why. Okay. So days after the arrest, Two of the employees, Avanesh and Sandeep, confessed to the murder while also incriminating two more employees. Avanesh mm-hmm. and Sandeep were charged with Makarevi's murder and Raj Thikoy with conspiracy to murder. And DNA tests were taken on the suspects. Right. Later, Dassen Naharin and Senarain Mungo was arrested the following week and charged with aiding and abetting a crime. Dassin and Nasserine were both security officers at the hotel. Side note, Santorin was actually really? released and all charges against him were dropped on February 12th. Okay. How come? Honest, There's not enough evidence. I'd say that, but I'm also not going to say that because. Okay. All right. <laughs> so you. Yeah. I feel where this is going, but I have so many questions. <laughs> so all these people were arrested. Yes. The investigators began to believe that there had been a theft ring operating within the hotel. Okay, now I'm going to say yeah. something. This is normal in Mauritius. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. It is normal. I know somebody. I'm not going to say how I know him. He worked in and out of hotels. Every time I'd spoken to him, suddenly he was working at another hotel. And every single yeah. one of them, there was a theft ring. All, yeah. the, all the locals know about this. And even when I first met my parents-in-law, after Mr. P and I got engaged in 2009, yeah, they even said to us, if you want to spend some time in a hotel this time, do not do it because theft rings are operating there for tourists. And because right. even though Mr. P is from Mauritius, I don't look like I'm from Mauritius. I don't yeah. look like yeah. And because yeah. of that, they would enter the room. Also, the fact that we would be speaking English to each other, that's yes. not going to make things easier. Yeah. So 2009, it was known. It was known before then. This is 2010. 2011, excuse me. 2011, yeah. All of a sudden, they suspect, no, 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 they were caught. They had to acknowledge the fact that there was theft rings. This is not new information.
1: Well, no, this isn't shocking. And especially when, as awful as it sounds, the people who work in these places they're not paid a significant amount of money, are they, for crying out loud? No, and
0: that does you become um, part of it a little bit later. Yeah, I can
1: imagine. And this this isn't a problem that's, you know, restricted to Mauritius or Mauritian resorts. This is a worldwide thing. Oh,
0: definitely. Anyway. But the thing is, also, awesome. hotels themselves are... They're, they're a scary place to enter. I mean, do you remember? We didn't actually... I don't think we talked about it, even just mm. touched on it on the podcast. But I sent you like months ago about that hotel ring where they had fitted cameras. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, it was in South Korea, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and it was like I think close to a hundred hotels where employees were in on it and people could access a feed from these cameras for oh, wow. a monthly fee watching the occupants. Women, huh. men, and children. Oh, my God. And that includes all sorts of undress. Yeah, yeah. So hotels themselves are a very scary place to yeah. enter. Going back to it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The speed of the murder investigation raised some eyebrows, particularly the yeah. foreign press, whom would end up in a battle with the Martian police. Media outlets mentioned they believed the police were just trying to get the case erased from the books. Mm. Meanwhile, allegations of police brutality became rampant and the case became closely scrutinized.
1: I do think if they, if they had have possibly been from somewhere other than Ireland, the whole thing could have, could have been so different. So, so different. No. Do you not think? No. Do you not think that if, if the, they were tourists from a lesser influential country,
0: the... And no, and the thing is, and the reason why is because I know Mauritius. Right. Um, I know about how the police operate there. I know how the government operates there. Yeah. And because of that, I see this case being pretty much exactly how it went. Right. And that's what's sad. Okay. With regards to the police brutality, that is another thing that's wildly known.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose, I mean, do you think that the, the amount of pressure that was put on them would have been no so high? No, and
0: you'll see why, because I have some okay. stats for you later on. Okay. The trial of the two hotel workers accused of murdering Michaela Macarivi began in Mauritius on the 22nd of May 2012. The prosecution case was held deeply on the belief that Sandeep and Evanesh were last seen leaving the hotel room by another worker of the hotel whom they threatened to keep quiet. During the trial, the jury heard of the defense's repeated request to review the CCTV footage of the day and how the police blocked the request at every turn. What, However, the real reason would be discovered. Even though investigators were offered, to, offered support in viewing the tapes, Hubris led them to brush off the help, and after viewing the footage the first time, instead of pressing play, hit the record button, erasing almost 90% of the relevant footage. Fuck's sake! All that remained was a minute collection of relevant places during the specified time that an employee of the hotel had the foresight to create shit yeah and when i read that while my mouth dropped i was like why am i not surprised i'm sorry but technology is still not big there right like people have their phones and whatever and but actual access especially back then you you should how it is now and how it was back then because i was there around that time i know what it looked like it's like two different worlds but even now Technology is still not at the forefront. It is also noted that during the trial, that Sandeep was actually a trusted employee of the hotel, remaining on staff for over seven years at this point. Which I'll be honest, knowing the many hotel staff that I've known, this is this is not common. Right, hotel staff is like a call service; it's such high turnaround. People are in and out, yeah, 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 definitely. So, having been there for seven years is a excuse me, seven years is big. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, Sandeep was seen on the opposite side of the resort, on a phone call to the UK, speaking with his sister at the time. Oh. At this point, now here's the stats I was telling you. Police boast a 100% conviction rate. Oh, well, of course. However, it's all on the basis of confessions. hmm. Okay yes so now when the two accused took the stand jurors would learn how the police beat them for days even going as far as trying to suffocate them with towels and pillowcases before coercing a confession from them oh my god it's just it's so uncivilized isn't it it's mad and this is where they get their 100%. That's why when you say, would it been yeah. like that? No, this, it would have been like that either way, because police right. brutality is normal. Yeah. A major theme came up repeatedly during this time in the trial regarding how the murder might affect tourism. And funnily enough, I found a lot of articles saying, has Mauritius lost its allure during this time because of the murder? Right. And because of this, the judge had to make special mention to the jurors that it, in fact, would not affect the merchant tourism industry. And they were not to consider that during, um, I forget, I'll forget the word. Deliberation? Thank you. During the deliberation. Is that the Yes, it is. The trial, which is slated to only be nine days, turned into eight long weeks.
1: Wow. However,
0: after just two hours, the jury came back with a not guilty verdict. And Sandeep and Avanash were acquitted of Michaela's murder.
1: Oh, I can't say I blame them.
0: Right? Afterwards, Sandeep sued Mauritian police for false arrest and imprisonment. Understandably nice. so. I didn't... Yeah. I will say I didn't find an outcome for that, though. Interesting. Three days after the trial ended, a Mauritian newspaper called Sunday Times, which is in no relation to anything over here, by the way. Yeah. Published a dozen graphic pictures Showing the crime scene. Oh, God. With pictures of Michaela's body and her injuries. They were also printed on the front page with photographs Ah. taken directly after her death. And they were under the headline Exclusive. Oh, that's disgusting. Inside the paper, there were more images of of the crime scene, including the hotel room and the bathroom itself. There were close up pictures of Rangers. Yeah. And the editor at the time, Imran Hosani, came under fire for allowing the publication. Oh, funny this. Mm. However, he said he believed it would underscore the true tragedy of the situation. Oh, oh, well, that's okay then.
1: Fuck's sake. That's nothing to do with tragedy. Th- that's everything to do with making money. Of, of course prick. it is. Absolute prick.
0: Also, Talk about a disregard, di- no respect for the grieving yeah. family. Yeah. Also, how many children are walking by and now seeing a, seeing a murder body? Oh,
1: God, right? that's awful. Well,
0: he was later found guilty of outraging morality in the court of Port Louis in the May of 2013. And Port Louis is actually the capital of Mauritius. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And he was removed from his position as well, understandably so. Yeah, understandably Mm. so. Fucking hell. So, Foreign Press and other media outlets came down hard on the Mauritian police, believing they worked primarily on gut instinct, while forensics took a back seat. Having bungled the investigation, Mm. the investigators were also dismissed from their positions, and a new investigation went underway in August of 2012.
1: Thank God. I mean, imagine if those poor people had, had been found guilty.
0: It's, oh, man. Well, at that point, they had 100% rate. Yeah. Yeah. Rate on the basis of a confection. Oh, excuse me, confection. Confection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love some candy right now. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but, but confession, confession, confession. Yeah. That means, ha- let's say more to them. I, I I don't even know what the actual rate is, but clearly, not I I one hundred percent me one hundred percent do not believe that they no. were actually, you know, it just oh I don't know
1: it's bullshit. So many poor innocent people, just
0: but this is how they're getting whether they're not they've got the right person. You beat somebody enough, and they're eventually going to tell you what oh, they mean. absolutely of course what, they you, are. You know, it's just I was listening to one the
1: other day where the guy. I think it it was Crime Junkie, actually. I don't... I can't remember whether he... He was found guilty in the end. But he confessed. But apparently he said, I thought, well, they're going to investigate my confession and realise... Like, just because he was, like, so sick of of the way that it was all going. Like, and he said, I thought that they were going to have checked out that confession and corroborated it. But they didn't. Oh, man. It's It's just so dangerous.
0: And people just...
1: The moment that they hear what they want to hear, they will take that but that's, and run with and it. And that's
0: where um, police brutality is. It's, oh, I don't know. <sighs> I'm just. It,
1: yeah, it's disgusting yeah. way to treat people.
0: All right. So, as I said, the invest- a new investigation went underway in August of 2012. From there, 38 people were interviewed and 68 witnesses participated in a reconstruction of the circumstances of the murder. And 350 DNA samples were sent to a library. library. Oh, my God. <laughs> a laboratory in France. I can't believe that
1: they're not being tested until this point. It's just incredible. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm, I'm just.
1: Oh, fuck me.
0: Remember, that's August 2012. And it happened yeah. January 11. Those numbers are still relevant. Oh, okay. my God. Yeah. On the 27th of December 2012, police submitted a report to the director of public prosecutions in which a suspect was named. It wasn't released to public, however. Investigative reporter Donald McIntyre and his team headed to Mauritius around this time to find out if they could discover what police missed slash ignored. During this time, they discovered massive failings on the hotel security. This would include cct footage being pointed to the perimeter of the hotel and not the hotel proper oh this meant they could monitor who entered the perimeter but not monitor what actually happens afterwards all the hotel room logs did not match the security main clock meaning all the timeline was actually out of sync oh for god's sake a security thing they believed was that they hired Poorer employees from a poorer background. Mm-hmm. Because of that they meant they had a greater temptation for thievery. Now I will say I don't agree with that. Well, I understand. No, I don't agree. I don't agree with, don't that. Agree with that because yeah. you can come from a really poor background but have higher morality than someone who makes a couple million a year.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's why I felt iffy about mentioning it earlier. Because I don't want people to think that I'm tarring those poor employees with that brush. That's it. You know? That's it. But it you know, that's what they do there. They
0: pay people a pittance. Yes. Yep. Whilst they did not back in twenty eleven, there was no cameras whatsoever by the corridors or above the room themselves. They now do though. And whilst the beach is public property, as mentioned previously, the resort cannot block off much of its section. However, this allows locals to enter the grounds through the back way accessing the beach easily thus causing major security breaches
1: yeah
0: and here's the thing mr p and i have done that many times it's very easy he said he used to do that all throughout his childhood it's not hard and the thing is security cannot ask you to leave because it's public property yeah yeah so it's even mr p used to tell us he goes I didn't like doing that. I actually felt really off doing that because yeah. you know that is something that's supposed to be just for these people. Yeah. My yeah. morality is is crazy sometimes, but he did it as kids. To him, it's just nothing, and yeah, and that's who does it. It's kids. It's locals. It's other tourists. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's easy to do. I'll be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So yeah, entering these beaches are so easy. I'm not even kidding. You could. You have to walk on some volcanic rocks. Uh, oh, wow. Very often, these beaches are surrounded by such beautiful volcanic rocks. You can walk on them. And while the security oh. patrols those areas, they really have, they cannot tell you to leave. Yeah, they've got no control. No, exactly. No. There's nothing they can do. Well, additionally, hawkers and trinket sellers are regularly allowed on the property to sell their wares however they do not undergo any security checks wow yet they are allowed free reign of the property up to 7 hours a day that's incredible it's disgusting my god I'm stunned yeah I've seen these hawkers and the trinket sellers they walk by all the beaches they go into the hotels and when they're done they come by into the beaches nearby i bought things from them before um, when we were there Mr. P bought me this really beautiful necklace yeah. with um, a shell that was carved. I wish I had it. I don't have it anymore. I don't know where it went. I lost it, and it really makes me upset. I'll be honest. Even though you could probably get it from the markets at the bazaars in his local, ta- local town, Yeah, it was expensive. Yeah. It was just beautiful. But they just come up to you randomly. They walk behind you randomly. You yeah. don't know.
1: That's not an enjoyable part of no. a holiday, in my opinion.
0: No. no. The investigative report also uncovered massive police failings, such as, mm. as we know, failing to question witnesses. Funny, that. Fucking hell. According to the timeline through the locks, which, as we know now, were out of sync with the Central Security Council, just a few door down from Michaela's room, a fellow tourist also entered their room at exactly 2.44. Oh. Which means they would have seen at yeah. least her. Yeah, yeah. They were never questioned. Wow, that's
1: incredible. You, uh, Oh, no. my God. I'm not even remotely qualified to be in the police and I could do a better fucking job.
0: Oh, definitely. Important DNA has never taken, including from the husband who admitted to touching the body whilst trying to save her. He That's was sick. eventually tested in 2012. Now, there was something mentioned that apparently she had DNA under her nails. That was not oh. tested either. Oh, my God. That's, And oh. um, Most of the criminals they invested got away without any DNA being taken. Also, another <sighs> thing mentioned is because she was thrown in the bathtub with the water running, mm. quite a bit of DNA would have gone missing.
1: Yeah, I thought that when you said that she was in the bath, in yeah. fairness. Jeez. Uh,
0: additionally, while it was believed to have been a robbery, their wallets were left intact, including expensive mobile phones which were left out in the open, on the side table. Police didn't even swab for DNA, either. I just- <laughs> you know, we, back when we first started, we
1: had a, an episode called This is the Worst Investigation I've Ever Seen. yes. This is the worst investigation I have right? ever seen. Now you
0: see why I was raging. Yeah. Oh, my God. They basically, not, I wouldn't even say gut instinct. They knew people who worked there and went, fuck it, let's just bring them in. Coerced yeah. confession. Yeah. Boom. Our yeah. job Easy is done. done. Yeah. So due to all the ignored DNA and various other forensic evidence, it was thought that Michaela might end up being exhumed. Wow. Well, years later, Professor David Wilson, head of criminology of Birmingham University, put together what he believes is an accurate profile of the murderer. Yeah. He's a male. Someone with ease of access, such as an employee. And yeah. the strangulation from behind means they have no interpersonal connection, which makes sense. Because yeah. strangling this person, is a very sexual act.
1: Oh, it is, and to do it from behind is a means to an end. It's not that you're enjoying the experience. No,
0: because you want to see those eyes bulge out. You want to see the life drain from them. Yeah. This is not, this is just get it done. Additionally, the sloppy execution on the stage crime scene would be due to panic setting in. This would result in evidence being left behind in the crime scene, including, as I mentioned, the DNA found under her nails. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so
1: mad. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so mad.
0: It's disgusting. During the investigation, they would come to discover a central figure, whom would eventually be the lead suspect in the case, which would be, get this, Dastine Nasserine. Destine was charged with aiding and abetting the first time around. Oh, of course. I'm like, which one was he? <laughs> Which is why I put that there, because I'd be like, you're not going to remember the name. (laughs) No, I was like, oh, my God. Okay, oh, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So this is a name. Now it's been made public because of the investigative reporter. Yeah. Dacine was working as a security guard at the time. Mm. However, during the central moments of of the crime, his whereabouts were unknown. During the first interview with police, He stated he was patrolling the perimeter. However, he was not seen in any of the footage. I was going
1: to say, that's that's an epic mistake if you know that's the only place that's got fucking security cameras to say that that's where you are. Fucking idiot. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, now, during the second interview, he would state he was actually patrolling the Banyan restaurant where (sighs) there was no cameras, period. There we go. His fingerprints were found all over the counterfeit keycard that had replaced the stolen MasterCard. Oh. The same MasterCard which was used to access the honeymoon suite. Man. Subsequently, he was also let go from his position from the hotel. Funny that. Now, his DNA was found all over the safe in the room, which she can't really explain away. Oh my god. Now, he claims he was in the room because he was called for help after Michaela's body was discovered. Well, why would you be touching the fucking safe, though? And you're going to love that explanation. He was asked by Jean to get some towels. And because of that, he placed his hand on the safe, which was in the cupboard. And he used it to brace himself whilst he grabbed the towels. Oh, for God's sake. Remember how I mentioned that the toilet is boxed off? Yes, the cupboard is next to the toilet room. Okay, I, I'm gonna. Oh, shit, I don't have it on this computer. I have it on mother. I will show you what the blueprints of what this room looked like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The cupboard is next to the toilet room against one wall. Now, on a different wall, on the opposite side of where the toilet is, that's the basin. Right. The basin above the basin, rather, is where the towers were held. Okay. The cupboard has a door so this door would have had to have been open and he would have had to have raised himself on the actual cupboard while reaching for the towels right i don't know about you but that is not very efficient and you would fall because it's not stable and here's another thing they're two meters apart oh for fuck's sake (laughs) Right. I mean, you'd fall through the middle. Yeah, but, that, but actually, where it's located, I'll show you that map. You will see he would have hit himself on one of the walls. Yes. Oh, what? Because it, kind of, it bo- it's boxed out. He would have hit himself yeah, yeah. on a boxed out area.
1: What an idiot! Now,
0: having said that, he did admit to touching her cheeks, which will explain suddenly why DNA is on her.
1: Now he's covering his tracks.
0: Now, get this: no arrests have been made still to this day to this day now on january 17th 2011 the funeral for michaela was held in saint malachi's and bally mcelroy county tyrone the same church which she was married to john mccarrievi the 30th of december oh that's so awful she was buried in her wedding dress used oh my god just days before clutching a love note written by john oh i can feel my eyes
1: prickling yeah. that's awful I can. yeah
0: i'm trying not the case does remain open to this day. Fucking hell. How? How? And that's the open case of Michaela Macarivi. Fucking hell. Yeah. I put that last part at the end because it's so sad, but oh my God. It, it's awful. I'm, oh my God. See, now you see why I was raging. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I've, it's, I've never. It's a shoddy police work.
1: I've never heard of a case i mean you hear where they fuck up and uh-huh. you know but
0: this was bungled this, from the get-go
1: this, this is willful ignorance yes on a, a massive you. level oh my god i'm gonna solve this crime no, <laughs> <laughs> be like murder in paradise the real life version <laughs> oh my god yeah see i'm stunned Oh, I'm, I'm just so angry. I can't see? believe that they couldn't have just followed a basic procedure.
0: And this could have been solved so easily. Yep. I'm telling you. I mean, here's the thing. A hotel is like... They have passport control there. Mm. It's like a little island into it of itself. There it should be secured. Yeah. They should know everyone who comes in, who comes out. They should have basic checks. Everything from this hotel itself was just completely disregarded. Police didn't... Everything, everything was wrong in this case. Security, just... police, even the government had a bit of a go on it. And it's just... Yeah. Re- oh, man. I'm telling you. Oh, that's put me in such a foul mood. <laughs> I know. Poor, it's... poor, poor family.
1: <sighs> oh, oh,
0: I should mention, actually, recently... John McReevey remarried. Oh, wow. With the blessing of the Hart family. So at oh, least that's um, it's an, it's a ray of sunshine. Yeah. It's a really horrible case, really gut-wrenching, but it's more raging. It's more anger-inducing yeah. than anything.
1: It's infuriating. Joe Blogs off the street could do a better fucking job.
0: Anybody who's watched
1: Forensic Files <laughs> could do a better job. I could understand if this was 50 years ago and DNA wasn't even a thing that, that it might have gone that way. But even 50 years ago, basic fucking investigative skills were still there. They just couldn't be bothered.
0: I'm telling you, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yes.
1: Yeah it really is i'm just i'm livid fucking livid
0: i mean it's a good thing that the investigators were removed however i don't i do not believe for one for one minute that the new investigators will be that much different no you would think i mean obviously the they've done level more. of
1: scrutiny now
0: yeah they but would i have mean to, but... it's 2019 now yeah this originally happened in 2011 The scrutiny's probably waned at this point. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's very true.
0: This guy, he hasn't been arrested. There's been no trial. He's just been left free. At least from what I read. (laughs) Yeah, this is incredible. Yeah. Let's
1: try and perk ourselves up.
0: Let's do our Idiot of the Week. week. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> this guy's name is incredible. A motorist named Kevin Bacon, and not the, <laughs> not Kevin, the ba- Kevin Bacon, <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame cuz I love that man for so many reasons. Was on his phone <laughs> using an internet search engine to look for a specific episode of Saved by the Bell. You heard it right. <laughs> when he sideswiped a police car which had stopped to help the driver of a disabled vehicle
0: That's right he was driving while he was looking for this episode i mean
1: safe by the bell is it that that important i mean it's great but no i means you could easily put that off a little bit yeah, i, think. I would think so you yeah. would think so according to vermont state police the 55 year old man This is what I mean. 55-year-old man, for fuck's sake, (laughs) who was driving a 2016 Chevrolet Spark hit the Thetford Police Department cruiser on Interstate 91. And the driver of the squad car was helping this driver of the disabled vehicle in the breakdown lane and they'd called for police assistance because, you know, it's a fucking (laughs) busy interstate, for fuck's sake. Yep. Now, when Bacon hit the car, <laughs> <laughs> oh. he, um, he kept driving for a little oh my while god. and then stopped his car and fleed the scene of the crash. <laughs> Surely it would be better just to continue driving. Y- you would think so. But he was <laughs> apprehended a mile away. So he got pretty far, in fairness.
0: Like... What? I mean, let's be honest, a mile is not that far away. Is that from the crash scene or where he left his car? I'm assuming from his car,
1: which like a standard man is not going to run a mile all that swiftly. That's not like, oh, he's run 30 seconds up the road and they've caught him. That's a, a good few minutes. It takes me, what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to walk a mile? Really? Yeah. How slow do you walk? No, not that <laughs> slow. But a mile is a fairly significant distance, I think, for somebody fleeing a crash on foot. Well anyway, maybe. I mean yeah, okay, okay, oh well, yeah. I all think right.
0: so. Oh wa, oh oh
1: the police investigation found that Kevin Bacon was looking <laughs> <laughs> down at his phone at the time of the crash, as well as several minutes beforehand, and never oh even God. saw the disabled vehicle or the marked police car.
0: Well, he must not have at that well, point. exactly. You would think you would go, oh, shit, put the yeah, phone away at least. Exactly.
1: The patrolman and the stranded motorist were not injured when the car was hit from the rear by Bacon's vehicle. Yes, that's something at least. Nobody was hurt in this week's idiot story. Thank Christ. They determined that he was using his phone to surf the internet for a specific episode of Saved by the Bell. The episode in question was
0: Screech's spaghetti sauce. (laughs) If you don't know that episode, he makes a sauce It becomes famous and all of a sudden he's got a girlfriend and the gang has to convince him that she's just using him, <laughs> which he will not believe. That
1: is literally the plot of the episode. And apparently the police didn't say why that specific episode was of such interest. <laughs> I would love
0: to know the reason. Do you think oh, maybe same. he's going, uh, how do you make a good spaghetti sauce? <laughs> That's right. Go to Screech for that. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. Kevin Bacon, I just want to keep saying his full name because I love it so much.
0: Understandably.
1: Was arrested for gross negligent operation of a vehicle and leaving the scene of a crash. He was also given a traffic citation for texting whilst driving. Bacon, who lives in Wells River, which is about 30 miles away from the crash, is scheduled to make an appearance in Orange County Court on the 31st of July. so we shall see what happens with that but fuck me what a fool (laughs) what the
0: pillock i want to know why that episode was so yeah important that he needed to see it now i think maybe his mate
1: was like your new girlfriend she's only with you because you're called kevin bacon and you sound like a famous guy and this is just so much like that episode of saved by the bell where and so he's like thinking i've got to fucking find out what this is this is playing on my mind (laughs)
0: Yes, that must be the reason. See, I-
1: <laughs> this
0: is why I'm not allowed out oh. in public because I talk so
1: much shit. <laughs> it's been a wild good ride.
0: <laughs> I'd I always
1: say good one. Ups, downs, fury, like absolute rage. Really like, just rage through the entire thing. Yeah. Sprinkled with heartbreak. Yeah. I I should say please rate review and subscribe if you could stop with the shit reviews that'd be great
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean we did get that five star review recently, yeah we so did lovely yeah that's uh, true we
1: thank you for those
0: also you can follow us on our social media Murder in Our Minds or Murder in Mind podcast all of the show notes and social media links are actually in the description so yes. swipe up on a smartphone depending on your app and it yes. should be there check out patreon because we have another patreon idiot
1: special going live with this episode yeah so check it out it's like a dollar a month you'll love us some of you love us some somebody must love us i mean i love us (laughs) i love us too i mean as you said we are like one of the greats unappreciated
0: (laughs) in our time unappreciated in our time
1: (laughs) oh my and on that note we'll leave you guys to it thanks so much
0: thank you Bye. bye